Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post-Atomic X-Files podcast, with your hosts, Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. Covering Season 5, Episode 12, Bad Blood. Hi friends, it is week, well I've been writing it down, week 14. Week 14 of the great without star trek or not having star trek yeah the, our provisions have run low mm-hmm. our our spirits are have never been further down we are we are despairing but we press on dear margaret i write to mm-hmm. you from the star trek mines <laughs> this week we had not but x files to feast upon and some people have suggested perhaps we could review the star Tra- the uh, the picard trailer um Perhaps not. Yeah. Someone suggested that. Why don't you do a show? Where you... So it's a 60-second trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could talk about that for an hour, uh-huh. I'm sure. I mean, I mean, we could in the way that we do, which is bear talking about the thing we're supposed to and just rambling. wandering off. We, we yeah. ramble and quote Venture Brothers a lot. Yeah, or whatever thing happened to capture our collective fancy. Like, sure. has to be a thing we're both into, but there's plenty of that. Yeah. Speaking of that, you have picked something that you were very much into back in the day. I love and have a complicated relationship with the X-Files. Uh, complicated, you say? Well, I mean, I love it, but also I will fully admit that it gets very terrible after, like, season six. Okay, but also it wasn't... Was it great in season one, or was it another one of those shows where you have to wait a little bit? It was f- It was not great in season one. Okay. I'm not. I'm not, like, putting my two cents in just yet mm. i'm just i'm wondering like because i figure it was one of those shows you had to wait a little while also no nah, there's a couple of decent ones in there you know uh yeah. but uh no but I, you gotta wait till season two for it to pick up so it's like seasons two to six mm-hmm. okay so less than half of the show yep and then of those episodes how many were genuinely good uh more of them than you'd think but I percentage like the, wise, I like the conspiracy, the, the conspiracy stuff until they realized they didn't know what they were doing. Well, yeah, in and of themselves, they could be enjoyable. It's mm. just you, you can't think about how it's going to pay off because it's not. Yeah. But you can enjoy the, the ride, mm-hmm. just not the destination. And you for a very that. long time, I did. Yeah, I and did too. Got, and then and then it yeah. went on forever. Uh-huh. And David Duchovny left to go have a movie career that never happened. And it kept going forever. Uh-huh. And then it came back, and it was still uh-huh. bad, except for one episode. No, two episodes. One episode per new season was good. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. That That's my memory of the show as well, only I don't think back on it fondly. It's, it's one of those things for me that everyone I knew loved and everyone I knew insisted I would love, mm-hmm. and I tried so hard. I watched it so many times, and mm-hmm. I was I was young, and I was stupid, and I was not yet willing to say, you know what, I just don't like this. I'm not going to watch it. Now, I will do that. Mm-hmm. Back then, I just kept giving it chances and kept giving it chances, and I did enjoy it sometimes. But mostly, it was like, I'm not enjoying this experience, and yet I'm still watching it because I'm supposed to like this show because yep. it's, it's a popular nerd show, and that's not really a thing right now in 1995. Yep. So, you know, that's my complicated relationship. But mm. but all that said, you did pick one of the ones I liked. Yeah, well, I picked one of the funnier ones. You did. Uh, and by Vince show, Gilligan, creator of Breaking Bad. The show, when it dabbled in comedy, did it very well. Mm-hmm. There's, I, I have a distinct memory of this one and, and a handful of other ones. Like, I, like we were talking about before we started, um, 
I know there's one with Charles Nelson Riley that's quite good. Yep, that's a good one. It's one of the better um, ones. Uh, that's that's probably the end of my mental list when I know there are others. <laughs> uh, let's see. The cockroach one is really good. The is one that, that a, have, is the one that, have, Sorry. No, no, uh, no. Is, is the cockroach one where um, uh, Franz Kafka turns to the camera and says, boy, what a trial. <laughs> ah, ah, that sucked. <laughs> that was no, bad I, and everyone involved should feel bad. I, I, but that show was mostly good. Uh-huh. But uh, no, I, 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 I certainly defer to your superior X-File knowledge. It's just... Mm-hmm. There, there are some cliches, and even in this good episode that are that are very apparent to me, I was like, oh yeah, this is one of the things I didn't like. Well, yeah, it's de- but, look from open to close. This is definitely an X Files episode. Yes. So let's let's just get into it. Let me yeah. tell you what happens in Bad Blood. The episode opens as all episodes of the X Files must in murky darkness, where you can't really tell what's going on. I think someone, maybe more than one, someone is running. That may have been a tree I saw just go by just now. Good thing I'm watching this in 2019 digital clarity and not my circa 1996 cathode ray TV that barely picked up the signal via an antenna. That Merc really breathes in glorious 21st century HD. And then the Merc disperses in time for us to witness one of our two heroes murder a child. I'm talking about Mulder, incidentally. Scully wouldn't murder a child. Scully's the only sane person on the show, and both she and Gillian Anderson are far too good for all of this. Since the first time I saw the show, I very much wanted to push Mulder off a cliff. And if I ever got a chance, I imagined he'd plummet to his inevitable death while his tedious, monotonous speech about the legendary cliff pushers of Bora Bora would gradually fade from earshot as he approached his Rocky Demise. Rocky Demise would definitely have been a better name for a character than Fox. Like, would they have named him NBC Mulder if they'd gotten picked up by a different network? Thank you, I've been sitting on that joke since 1993. So, now Mulder and Scully are back in Quantico, or wherever it is these people work, and Mulder's all, Sure, I murdered a kid, but vampires are real, and he was definitely a vampire. Now here are 7,000 tedious facts about vampires, all of which I believe, especially the ones that contradict one another. Seriously, I don't know how Scully puts up with this idiot. It's like working with an evangelical Christian who's always trying to convert you, only his stories are like 20% more believable. The two of them go over the facts as they remember them, and each version differs in significant details, and it's all pretty funny. Which, given that this is an episode of The X-Files, written by the eventual creator of Breaking Bad, is particularly odd because neither of these shows is exactly famous for being a laugh riot. The collective gist of their stories is this. The two of them went to Texas to investigate some dead cows because, I guess, this is what the FBI was created to do? Shenanigans ensued. Scully eye-rolled her way through some autopsies. Both of them enjoyed an extremely platonic moment in bed together, and yada yada yada, Mulder ends up driving a stake through the heart of a kid that he thought was a vampire. Also, Mulder is somehow even less likable in his own version of the story. Mulder's idealized Mulder delivers even longer and more boring speeches about superstitious bullshit that isn't real, and literally tips the pizza guy two cents. Just the worst. Anyway, they're both called into their boss's office, which is like someone yelling, Skinner! Except the other way around. And instead of putting Mulder in jail for murdering a child, they're sent back to Texas, where they learn that vampires are apparently real, but nobody will ever do anything about it, so who cares? This is how every episode of The X-Files ends. Somehow, every week for like ten years, this idiot discovered the existence of some impossible and definitely made-up thing, and then nothing ever comes of that discovery. The tagline of the show really should have been, the truth is out there, but nobody seems to give a fuck. 
Yeah, that's the X Files, all right. And I get it. I do get the the uh, the hopelessness and the you know the con- mm-hmm. like the 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 tension of like, but we discovered this amazing thing. It's real. Aliens are real, and the government just not doing anything. But I get that. But it happened every week forever. Mm-hmm. How many times can you credibly do that? I mean, considering where we're living right now, apparently a lot. Uh, I guess that's true. But it's not narratively interesting after after a while, you know? I mean, that's fair. I would definitely have been down for the X-Files episode where they show, yeah, no, aliens exist. And then they have to do something about that. Yeah. But, I mean, that was the main problem with the show as it went on and on and on was, like, you know, a lot of wheel spinning. No, and it's a great premise for a show, but it is not a premise that's designed to go for 10 years. or how, I mean, I yeah. say 10 years. I oh. don't remember exactly how long. That feels It went 11 right. seasons oh, altogether. Jesus. 11 seasons, two movies. Right. Well, three movies, right? Didn't they do was one not too third? long ago? Is there a third movie? Oh, my God. Maybe, there probably was. Maybe I'm remember. I mean, I certainly, like, you know way more about this than I do. Oh, my God. Was there a third? I, I feel like there was. Well, there was one during the run of the show that I definitely remember. Yes. And then there was How one many right after the show movies. ended, and then I no, there's th- there's two. Okay, maybe I'm remembering. Yeah, the, there's the one during the show and the one after the show with Billy Connolly that sucked. I thought there was one way after that, but I guess I'm remembering wrong. It it doesn't matter. I think they. I know no. they were definitely talking about it for mm-hmm. like ever. So. Maybe that's what ended up becoming the the later seasons. That might be it. Yeah, but uh, it just again, it's a great premise. But it doesn't feel like it could go on indefinitely, you know? Yeah. So. And it shouldn't have. Yeah. Also, I know this is a big thing for you, and that's why I mentioned it in my summary, the fact that these mm-hmm. two end up hooking up. I hate that. Yeah. And it hasn't happened yet here. No. It doesn't happen for, for years on the show, because they wanted to do the will-they-won't-they they thing, and then it just spun out of control like everything else on this show. See, this is this is sort of the perfect, like... They've realized there's chemistry between the two of them. We're five years mm-hmm. in, and they're not really doing anything with it yet, but there's moments. Yeah. There's a bit where she straightens his tie before they're going into to what they think is going to be fired. And yeah. And, like, uh, there's a bit where they're lying on the vibrating bed together for, like, a minute. Mm-hmm. They're completely chaste moments, but they're also sweet, and you could read into them if you wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing about this show, and it's one of the it's one of the reasons I like it so much. These two play off of each other really well. They have amazing chemistry. They do. And as much as I don't like Mulder, the character, David Duchovny, the actor, does a good job. That's the thing. It took me a real long time to realize, but Mulder is, to his DNA, an incredibly insufferable character. Yeah, he is. I, I like him. And I like watching him do things, but like he is an asshole and kind of an idiot. Yeah, I I n- never liked him back in the day, and I couldn't quite figure that out. But watching it now, I was like, oh, imagine working yeah. with this guy. Yeah, no, <laughs> that would be the it's worst. Little, and you and you meant you mentioned like why would the FBI be sent to investigate dead cows? The point is, that's his. That's the point is someone has to do it. No one else in the FBI likes him, so they send him off to do it. No, and I get that. I know that. Like, I was mostly making a joke, but... Sure. Also, he murdered a child. How... Uh... Well, when the body gets up and runs away, you kind of get yeah, cleared on that, apparently. Most of this episode is framed in the in-between time when they thought the child was dead before it got up. Mm-hmm. And he's still carrying a badge and a gun. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been disciplined yet. Like, how does he get to go back in the field, man? Well, apparently all all his family wanted was to fucking sue Mulder, uh, Mulder and the FBI, so shrug? 
And if if Scully had killed the kid when mm. he lunged for Mulder in the dark um, uh, motel room and shot mm. at him like that, that is like, oops, accidentally killed him with my weapon because there was a there was a whole situation. But he staked him in the heart. Yeah, that's no, not that's, an accident. Uh, that's, that's called premeditated murder. That's not self defense. That's not an accident. That is that is straight up. Yeah, premeditated. The episode opens with him chasing a kid through the woods while the kid screams for help. Mm-hmm. And okay, our hero, ladies and gentlemen. And okay, so the implication here is vampires are real. Fine. Mm-hmm. At the X Files, everything is real. I know, and I'm fine with that because that's the show. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again. How many years can you go knowing that the world is full of all this stuff and nobody knows or cares about it? Like like I say, early on, it makes sense. After many, sure. many years, it's like, come on. Well, I mean, that's the thing. The show doesn't, like, the show went way longer than it ever had to. Yeah. But that said, I think we're in, like, what most people would agree is sort of the sweet spot, right? Like, this is we're sort of the golden the years of here. This is, this is season four. Five, I want to yeah, say. Yeah. So if you said it started yeah. getting in se- good in season two and stopped in season six, then we're in that golden period. Yeah, we're right. We're right in there. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels like like all the all the comedy really lands, and uh-huh. this is my good thing. Like the comedic potential of the whole Rashomon thing of of the two different versions of the story, and then the reality version of the story. Yep. Is explored extremely well. Like the way they play it, especially like Mulder's extra wacky mania and Scully's version. Scully, mm-hmm. Scully, Scully, there, there's vampires, there's vampires, Scully, 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 look, 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 I made a, I made a slideshow, look, 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 and in his version, he's just sort of deadpan into giving his speeches, and it's, it's very good, and like, well, and she's mean and doesn't, like, doesn't want to listen to anything he has to yeah, say, yeah, no, the, there's a lot of, like, very obvious comedy, and then there's a lot of subtle stuff, mm-hmm. where it's like, this is how she sees him, this is how he sees her, and the bit with the sheriff, uh, played by Luke Wilson, who, Yep. In Scully's version is this like hunk of a of a southern, you know, chiseled southern like like yeah, he might be a little hillbilly, but he's also sexy. And then Well and they play they play up the music when she sees him for the first yeah, time. Yeah, and he's shot in very flattering angles. And yep. you can see her eyelashes flutter and she's like, ah. and then we get Mulder's version and he's got these giant like goober teeth. <laughs> and, and a way exaggerated Texas accent. Hey, what y'all, y'all doing? There, y'all think there might be vampires out here? Yeah, and and again, credit also to Luke Wilson for pulling off, like, yep. okay, first be the sexy slab of man that uh, that Scully can't take her eyes off, and then be the horrible doofus that Mulder's rolling his eyes at. And, and then just turn out to be, you know, a regular guy. And, and then when we come to the reality version, he's kind of somewhere in between. Yeah, exactly. And I like that. Like, he's a little goofy, and his accent's a little thicker than, than in Scully's version. Sure. But he's not, you know. <laughs> you know, he's a person. A person who exists. Yeah, he doesn't look like, um, you know, a cartoon drawing of a redneck. Uh-huh. But I like all that. I like all the extremes, and they were played just exaggerated enough to not be annoying. Because there's a way to take this so cartoony, it would be like, yeah, okay, no. You're going to put that in your report, really? Yeah. He had real big teeth, uh, Skinner. Yeah. Skinner! It's all like. But if I was to substitute. <laughs> it's all I could think of. Yeah, right. Also, the dude who played him, I, I remembered him being more in this episode. I must have been thinking of a different episode. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's like the third guy. He's, yeah. He runs pretty much the entire and show. And that's, I think my memory was this is a, like, the joke is it's three different 
perspectives, and so I assumed mm-hmm. the third one would be his. Yeah. And instead, it was just the third one is reality, which is also fine. Yeah. But um, the dude who plays him, uh, Mitch Pileggi, right? Yep, Mitch Pileggi. Uh, this is nothing you have ever seen and will ever see, but uh, he was in the, um, they did a, uh, the, the, the TV soap Dallas. They did a, a revamp. It wasn't really a, like a, uh, a reboot. They just kept it going from the 80s. But he played a villain in that. He plays very good villains. Oh, I bet. Like, he was an over-the-top He's... soap opera villain that mm-hmm. was almost as good as fucking Larry Hagman as J.R. Ewing. He was very, very good. Yeah, no, I, I love him as Skinner. He's fucking, like... But he's kind of a nice guy here. Like, Well, he's a, he's a nice guy in this one, but, like, there's I've definitely seen a ton of episodes where he is through with your shit. Well, and also, I've watched him beat the crap out of a bunch of guys. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he got a lot to do, especially in the years where both the leads left. Uh-huh, yeah. He probably stepped up his role considerably, I would guess. Uh-huh. But what am- I don't know if he ever got lead on the show, but because yeah. uh, I bailed by... When the main cast bails on your show and you're watching it for the main cast, yeah. you know... No, that's the whole reason to watch this show. Like, yeah, it's a fun mm-hmm. premise, and they do some interesting things with some interesting ideas, but the the whole point you show up for is these two, and, and this is your good thing, yeah? Oh, yeah... Now, look, I may be biased because I've been in love with her from 90, 1993 to present, but Gillian Anderson is so good in this show. Mm-hmm. Like, in this episode alone, she plays regular Scully great, she plays mean to smolder Scully great, and she plays Re- Scully in her own story great. Mm-hmm. All three of them, different characters, and all three of them uniquely hilarious. Yep. She's, she's <laughs> I mean, you know, you're, you are hardly way out on a limb saying, I had a crush on Julian uh, Anderson as Scully. You don't say. You were a nerd in the 90s really? and you had a thing for her. Uh-huh. I could name, and I'm not going to because this, this would be in bad taste, but I could name at least three women who were questioning their sexuality and no longer questioned it once they saw her. <laughs> that I knew personally. Like, there were thousands, millions probably, but uh, mm-hmm. I knew three in my life. We're like, am I, am I gay? Yep. Yep, I sure am. Yep. <laughs> the other thing is, she's super young in the show. They hired her at, like, I think 20 or 21. Mm-hmm. So she's, like, 26, I think, in this episode. Mm-hmm. And goddamn, she's good. Yeah, she's very good. She's, like I said in my summary, she's too good for this show. Mm-hmm. Like, she definitely is the best actor. And that has that has panned out in her career where she's continued to do, you know, better stuff and, and more varied stuff and more high-profile stuff. Yep. And uh, Duchovny is just sort of falling. Remember Evolution? No. I was in Californication. Yeah, and the Red Shoe Diaries. Uh-huh. And other things. Also, uh, she still looks great. He looks like an old shoe. Mm-hmm. He sure does. So. No, he. she showed up when I was watching Hannibal. She shows up, yep. and I'm just like, wow, still. Yep. No, I, I was not that much into that show, but I saw screenshots of that, and I know she's done a bunch of British stuff, and like she's been all over. Yep. She showed up in uh, American Gods. Mm-hmm. It's very good. She was actually in the... She was uh, uh, was a media, because she was like... Uh, yes. She showed up as Lucille Ball, and she's like, you always wanted to fuck Lucy, didn't you? They <laughs> actually did that bit. Doesn't she turn into Bowie at one point, too? I think so, Yeah. If it That's wasn't awesome. if it wasn't for that, she did a photo shoot because I've definitely uh-huh. seen her made up as Bowie. I don't know if it yeah. was for that or not. It probably was. Oh, she's so good. Yeah, but uh, but back in the day, I will say she and Duchovny both mm-hmm. very attractive. Like he oh, was, yeah. he was, you know, nothing to sneeze at either. No, he is not. He j- now he is, but back in yeah. the day, yeah, they were they were both very pretty people. Now watching this again, I'm like, say. 
and they're and they like you said they got great chemistry mm-hmm. like that's the whole reason to watch it his like and it's turned into you know the sort of meme shorthand because he's the idiot babbling on about nonsense and she's the one rolling her eyes but mm-hmm. that's like everyone knows people like that there's there's a literal moment in this and i love it so much where uh, everything's everything's done the vampires have, che- have checked out and like they both sort of regain consciousness mm-hmm. and she wakes him up and like the first thing he frantically does is check her neck for vampire bites mm-hmm. and she's just got this look on her face like <sighs> i'm so fed up with this but i can't not do it yeah what, so like i expect just... i expect her to pull away like well there don't be an idiot but then it's like he's gonna he's not gonna let this go i better just let him it's yeah f- okay fine yeah no we're done yep no and every now and then i'd be like why and then i'd think it out it's like oh because he won't stop mm-hmm. she's just humoring him because it's the quickest way out yeah these guys have been working together for a while now she gets it yeah no, and their dynamic is great, and it's it's hardly like this show invented, you know, believer and skeptic, but they definitely yeah. did, you know, they a very good it. version of it. Yeah, yeah, and I love it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I still want to smack him. Sure, I, but there must have been That's somebody who character. Was, but there must have been someone who was on him his side. I, I mean, assume. the entire the entire universe is on his side because all of this stuff keeps existing, and he keeps being right. No, I mean the viewers. Like oh yeah. People well, watching you know. when you have a pair like a, a diametrically opposed like uh, you know two characters, the expectation is that some of the audience will side with one of them and some with the other. But I don't know anyone who wouldn't side with Scully. Is what I'm saying. Oh, I'm sure Mulder had plenty of people. I mean, there are people who thought he was pretty, mm-hmm. but people who thought he was right, who was you know like he was correct to be chasing after rainbows to literally find a leprechaun or whatever chasing after rainbow scully you're never gonna believe this there's a rainbow in north dakota <laughs> no that one i think i'll believe Mulder, because rainbows are real <laughs> documented <laughs> no there's a leprechaun at the bottom of it oh okay, there it here is. we go yeah all right i should have waited for you to finish i should know uh-huh. by now my my mistake put the slide in let's see it yeah oh boy <laughs> that fucking guy Ugh. I really did, seriously, as I mentioned in my summary, have a problem with how, like, literally dark the show was a lot of the time, though. Yeah, that's just how the show was shot. No, and, and I, you're right. I get scary things happen in the dark. I understand that, but... Yeah, but they don't need to happen in the gloom, you know? Yeah, and, like, like I was saying, on a better TV now, it's still not mm. super visible, but, like, back in the day, my shitty TV... Like, I lived 100 miles from D.C., which was the nearest big city. That's where my antenna was picking up the signal. It was fuzzy already. Mm-hmm. And the TV wasn't exactly high resolution. So, like, any picture that was already hard to see was impossible to see. Yeah, this must have not been the best no. back then. No. And, again, I understand. You're, you're doing stuff with a horror vibe. Things happen mm-hmm. in the dark. I get that. But there's also ways to make that work, you know? Yeah. I mean... Uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs, which definitely influenced the show for sure. Oh, absolutely! Like had the the night vision goggles, so that was a thing that both existed and that the audiences were familiar with. Mm-hmm. You could do that, for instance, and I'm sure they did. Mulder, take the night vision goggles, Scully. Don't you know that the ancient people of somewhere Bantu Bash? Said... Wait, no, that's a that's a Jay Peterman bit. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, Fox Mulder, the Jay Peterman of monsters. Sure. <laughs> you know, Scully, if you turn these night vision goggles backwards, you can see through time. 
okay? Because the speed of light, is the, don't try to make it sound scientific. Mother, I can prove that's wrong right now. You, you're trying to sound oh, like science, and, and I'm the one who knows science, remember? Uh-huh. I did uh, the autopsy. <laughs> did two autopsies. I did two autopsies. That's so fucking good. It was. Uh, the, the, what did she say? Possibly the only person having a worse time in Texas than me. Uh -huh. There's a lot of but good one-liners in there. And just like... <laughs> I, we, we see, Scully does a lot of autopsies in this show. That's one of the things she does. Yeah. And well, she's got a she's like a doctor, right? Like, doesn't she have like yeah, a yeah. full on uh, medical yeah, she's license? Med she's, she's a medical doctor. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't have to do this. Yeah. Well, she's a doctor in the FBI. That's that's probably what you end up doing. Sure. Like some some branch of forensics. But as she just like goes through the motions and just like heart thump, mm -hmm. lungs thump. Well, especially the second time. The, fir the first time she gives us the long descriptions and the second time yeah. she's just fucking done. Uh, uh -huh. This thump. Thump, thump, splat. The intestines start to escape from the tray. Mm -hmm. Well, they're very long. <laughs> I know. That was quite good. Contents of uh, stomach. Oh, pizza. Yep. And she gets hungry. She doesn't get grossed yeah. out because she's seen enough yeah. of these. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that, that was pretty really good. good right now. <laughs> it also reminded me of um, Twin Peaks. Uh, oh yeah, Albert. I, another show that was heavily that was he heavily uh, influenced this show. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like most like hour long dramas in the '90s, drew something from Twin Peaks. No surprise mm -hmm. there. Um, yeah. But uh, there's a bit where Albert, who is the most like cynical, sarcastic dude in the world, who ends up being a, a peace loving pacifist. He's like one of my favorite sure. characters. Um. Set, uh, is doing an autopsy. It's like. And he's, uh, he's, a, he's a very big guy, very, very, you know, comically fat man. It's like mm -hmm. contents of stomach, one license plate, a wooden boy answering to the name of Pinocchio. <laughs> very good. Oh, Albert, you dick. Yeah, he was he was great. One of my favorite characters. I love you, Sheriff Truman. <laughs> Played by the fantastic Miguel Ferrer, who is no mm -hmm. longer with us, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Like, this was very good, but I don't know that I have a ton more notes than what I had. No, I had a lot of fun watching this show, and, you know, it was very... This is one of those This is one of those shows that hits me right in the nostalgia. Yeah, I get that, and I think probably a lot of your, you know, being into cryptids and all that kind of stuff probably mm -hmm. either came from this or this fanned the flames either way. Oh, it definitely... I was already into this crap when this when this came out, so it just didn't help. Yeah. As, I was the kid who was go who was in the school library with the book of monsters that exists. Uh huh. Yeah, and I uh, Loch Ness monster, Jersey Devil, Ogo Pogo. And see, I had a book of like planets and aliens. I didn't give a fuck. I'm like that stuff's not real. This is real. <laughs> aliens are real, Scully. <laughs> Come on, we've met them like eighteen times. You got abducted by aliens in the second season, Scully. Yeah. How can you not believe in this? My stuff? sister may or may not. Uh, I I don't know what happened there. Never mind. Yeah, you know what? Not important. Also, in, in one of his long speeches about the different types of vampires, mm -hmm. uh, he says there's one that eats manure? Yeah, that's probably true. Is that right? I never heard of it, but that's just dumb enough to be, like, a real thing. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> oh, we haven't done your bad thing yet. What? Uh... Oh, fuck. Yeah. We haven't done your bad thing either, but... Uh... All right. Well, you go first. Yeah. 
so the vampires in this are uh, done with. They got the fangs, and they've also got the the glowy green vampire eyes, and that is some real goosebump shit. <laughs> they both look like things that you would get for a quarter out of those gumball machines in the supermarket. Yeah, at least the fangs are removable. Like the yeah. the uh, the 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 goosebumps eyes are real rough. You wouldn't know this, but like I remember from the 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 goosebumps TV show. The opening credits are notoriously cheap and terrible, and there's a shot where a dog looks up, and it's like it's got the same kind of weird glowy eyes as this, and it's one of the cheapest effects I've ever seen, uh-huh. and it's all I could think about watching these guys. Oh, see, I just figured they had like, um, I don't know, if you, when you were a kid, did you ever get like a ping pong ball or something, something roughly eye-sized and shaped, and sort of put it in your eye socket and kind of like, like push down a little so it stayed in your eye socket, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, sure. Yeah, I've seen those. Where it's just like a piece of plastic that it's not really going over your eye, but you're kind of like squeezing it in there with your eye muscles. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what and I figured. And they would have like the, yeah. That's what they'd I figured they have. like they the glow-in-the-dark yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's what I thought they were. And then like, so with uh, that, and then the fangs, you just, you know, for 50 cents, you're a vampire. I'm a 50 cent vampire. Okay. Not not 50 cent, the vampire. That's a different thing. I'm a 50 cent vampire. <laughs> uh, my bad thing. There was a prison rape joke in the first five minutes that I very much could have done without. Oh, God, that was rough. Yeah. This is like <sighs> Mulder t- talking about how they're going to go to jail and what Scully's cellmate was going to be like. And like, oh, come on. Yep. Come on. You're better than that. Yeah. No, my first, my thoughts there was just like, yeah, I'm watching a TV show in the 90s. All right. Hit that low hanging fruit. Yeah, and, and Vince Gilligan, you know, by breaking bad times, he wasn't writing stuff like that. No. Like he, you know, like the rest of us grew up a little bit, I think. Yeah, but get your shit together. He did. Yeah. So, but but yeah, that did not make me feel super great. No, and it's real. It's real fun to be the like the leading you into the show. It's just hey. Yeah. No, it's it's in the uh, well, not the teaser because that's just him killing a child. Yeah. There were there were a lot of little funny moments though, like like mm-hmm. that was unpleasant, but most of it was good. Like the the bit where. In Scully's version, she finds Mulder passed out because of the poison, uh, mm. and he's muttering the lyrics to Shaft. Yep. Like, back in the day, I specifically remember, like, like laughing so hard I missed the next couple of lines, because <laughs> very, like, that was still a fairly obscure reference at that point. En- enough that I recognized Shaft. it, but not enough that everyone was doing it. I love, in Scully's version of the, in the, of the story, when she leaves, when she leaves him to go, uh, to go do the second autopsy, and he's lying on the bed laughing hysterically. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep, working with Mulder. Cool. Uh-huh. This is my life. Uh-huh. Yep. <sighs> I'm a doctor. But again, I don't understand how his own version of the story paints him in such an unflattering light. Like, he should have been the shining, you know what I mean? Like, he should have been uh-huh. that hero that some of the writers wrote him as. Yeah. And he wasn't. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm watching. I'm just like, Mulder, you can't possibly think this is the kind of person you are. Yeah. That's just, well, geez, Scully, I, you know, I think that if you... He if thinks you, he's if, super if modest just, and that she's the one shooting down all his good but humble all his ideas. good ideas, yeah. But he's, he's just sort of meek and humble and she's mm-hmm. just super mean. I mean, that's a, fun, that's a funny take. Yeah, no. But I don't know if it's her true take, to the character's vision of himself is what I'm saying. No, her her take on him is way more accurate. I have definitely seen episodes where he comes in, hey, uh, Scully, hope you like wherever we're Just going. Just dancing around her head like a hummingbird. Hey, 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 uh-huh. hey, vampires, vampires, vampires. Like, okay, you need, yeah, to, he lo- you need to go walkies, don't you? This is, you need yeah, to no. calm down. Okay, what are we doing this week? Fine, 
cows fucking whatever. Yeah. All right. Cows. Sure. This is my life, I guess. Yep. Ah, she's so good at that. Mm-hmm. What else? Ah, uh, what else? Uh, we both noted at some point the episode decided Ride of the Valkyries should be on the soundtrack. That was weird. And just out of, out of nowhere. Yeah. It's, the, it's not the kind of score where... that like appropriates other melodies. Like like some shows do that and that's just part of the thing. That The show didn't do that. It was really out of place. Yeah, I, I, I definitely don't notice a lot of like the X-Files' incidental music. No, me neither. You know? it it's, pr- it's that, pretty forgettable. It's that... It's that Enterprise thing where it's just like, it, it just needs to be here. It doesn't need to be yeah. good. We have a house style know? and people know what the X-Files sound like and let's not get too out of the, you know, like they shouldn't notice the score. It should just sort of be there. Yeah, exactly. So it's real distracting when out of nowhere, yeah. this weird X-Files. Yeah. And all you can think is, is what we thought, which is why is Ryan of the Planet of the Valkyries playing? And then immediately I thought, killed a wabbit, killed a wabbit. Yep. Because that's what that is. Yeah, and like it's not really like it's a weird scene where Mulder's just helped stop an RV from driving in a circle for an hour. Uh, Vince Gilligan really likes his old beat up RVs. He sure does. That's part of his vision, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fine. He made it work, but you know, it's like, all right, I'm doing this sh- this new Breaking Bad show. This is my uh, this is gonna be my show. Get me an RV. The shittier, the better. Yep, just old and beat up, like a 1982 RV. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody's got their thing. Yep. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. That's basically 12, all I got. Yep. Twelve ninety five is very affordable for a pizza. No, that's about right back then. Huh? All right. Um, uh, uh, like I graduated high school in the early nineties, and like late in high school, my parents would go out on a Friday night and leave us twenty bucks for pizza, and there was always enough left over to rent a movie. Mm, nice. So, and that's including a, a pretty decent tip. So. That's oh. a, that's about right. One last, one last thing. Uh-huh. X-Files does that uh the ver- the um the, the text at the bottom where yeah. it's like it's location, time, whatever. Yeah. X-Files has done that forever. Um there's a there's a gag when Scully's telling her story where she's like, We were staying at the Davy Crockett oh, yes. Inn. And it goes, Davy Crockett Inn. And then Mulder goes, actually it was the whatever inn, and it deletes and then writes out the the next thing. Yep. No, that was very good. I've just, I just That's I, a very X-Files joke. I've just discovered the show uh, Drunken History, which I'm sure you and many other people have known about for years. I love Drunken History, but go ahead. A friend of ours uh, posted a clip from him and was like, oh, I keep meaning to watch this show, and now I'm just deep down a rabbit hole. And they do mm-hmm. that kind of thing all the time because the person telling the story is obviously drunk. That's the premise yep. of the show. And one of them was about Birmingham, Alabama, about a bunch of civil rights stuff that happened down there. Only the uh, person telling the story said burning man alabama <laughs> and so they just started showing this historic civil rights struggle happening at burning man <laughs> it's the same kind of joke it made me laugh my favorite thing drunk history does is when the person telling the story gets stuck yep and just all the characters in the screen just sort of turn and wait for them to finish yeah that's very good this just this had that similar like i happen to be watching both of these things this week and they, sure. they are similar in some ways yeah uh so my uh, my quote yeah. This this needs a little setup. This I don't even know if this person's going to hear this. I told her that we're doing this, but I I don't think she's a regular listener of our show, and that's totally fine. This is a very old friend of mine from back in the day. Uh, actually, we dated for a while, and um, she uh, on Tumblr posts funny, you know, reblogs funny X Files things as as she comes uh, by them, and 
every single time tags them with this super specific tagline, uh, you know, with a hashtag. Um, it wasn't even real cream cheese. It was light cream cheese. Every, and I'm, what, what is that? This is the episode that that's from. And it's just, I've, I've known this woman for like 20 years. Like I, I like her a lot. I respect her, her sense of humor a lot, but I did sure. not get this reference. And it's just one of those things that you've been hearing for years and it finally clicks like, oh, that's what that is. And so it's, that's awesome. it's by far not the best line from the episode, but just because of that moment for me. Mm. This, this is my quote. What do you mean you want me to do another autopsy? And why do I have to do it right now? I just spent hours on my feet doing an autopsy, all for you. I do it all for you, Mulder. You know, I haven't eaten since 6 o'clock this morning, and all that was was half of a cream cheese bagel, and it wasn't even real cream cheese. It was light cream cheese. And now you want me to run off and do another autopsy? It made me so happy. It, it is a pretty good line, too. It is. And also, for, for context, we mentioned briefly that they had the magic fingers bed. That's why Scully's voice mm. is a little, because uh, 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 like, she's uh, uh, on the bed. Yeah. Did you even notice there was there was enough subtle detail that the bed vibrated harder in one of their versions than the other? I did not notice that. That's very good. I don't remember which one of them made it made it move more. I think Mulder because mm. he got to lie in it and relax more. Sure. And to her, it was just like this nice thing that she didn't get to do. But for him, it was a thing he got to stick around for. And it was like, you know, like they, the, the, the sound was different. I liked that. Yeah. And I think they actually right, shook Scully. the bed Yes, more. Scully, I ate your pizza. <laughs> Yep. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. So that's all for this time. Next time we have something very unusual happening. Mm -hmm. So next time we're, we're, you know, this is the 90s. We're going into the, the O's. Originally, it was my choice. I was going to choose uh, Firefly. Mm -hmm. uh, Joss Whedon's Firefly. Uh, notorious in nerd circles for being that show that everyone's angry got canceled. And uh, notorious uh, for Matt and I because we got real sick of that real quick. Sure. And for instance, when I'd see people dressed as um, various Firefly characters at uh, Emerald City, I would have my Captain Kirk puppet say, you know, that, that show's still canceled in the future, just to be a dick. Uh-huh. Uh, but then uh, a listener, Justin, um, actually contributed uh, the correct amount of money to be able to pick something for us uh, to, our, uh, to our Patreon. Yes. And we set that, that amount pretty high. We've said this before, because like, if, mm -hmm. if you want... Like, control of our show for a whole week. It's going to cost a little bit, but uh, it's yep. 20 bucks. And yep. he gave the 20 bucks. It. And it happens that that's a show from, mostly from the O's. Like, it, it debuted in 1999, but it's mostly from the 2000s. And I thought, well, this is a much better slot than waiting to, for this to cycle back around again. So we'll do it this week. Yeah. It is not a science fiction or fantasy show, though. Mm -hmm. But you know what? The dude gave us 20 bucks, so fine. It is, however, like The X-Files is one of your favorite shows of all time. Mm -hmm. Literally my favorite television show of all time. Oh, wow. Hands down, no qualifying, best hour long, best whatever. No, just best show. Mm -hmm. I just did a rewatch of it this year because it's the 20th anniversary and this really good in-depth book came out. And I went episode by episode and read their commentary and watched the episodes. Uh, it is The Sopranos. Wow. Okay. Like, seriously. It has so much to say about toxic masculinity, mm -hmm. about just, just uh, depression. Like, it's a very good mm -hmm. read on mental illness. I know you'll never watch the whole show. I know it's one of those things you probably always mean to get to, and you just probably never will. I watched the first, at least the first half of the first season, like, oh. back when it was coming out. I, yeah, but you would have been, like, 16 or something at the time. Yep. There's no I way you 16. got what was going on there. 
Nope. No. But I did watch it. Like until the last. I was just in, I was just into mob movies at the time. And that's the thing. Everyone thinks it's a mob show, and of course it is. Mm-hmm. But it's way more a show about depression and toxic masculinity. And I don't know that you're going to get this from this episode because it's a very weird. It's a good one-off episode. Like there's a little bit ah. of connective tissue to the to the rest of the season, but mostly the main story is completely unconnected. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the Pine Barrens from I believe season three. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and I know it's out there streaming. I believe Amazon Prime has all the HBO Amazon shows. Amazon Prime has it. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure it's out there. Last I checked, anyway. Elsewhere, uh, it's an excellent episode. Very divisive. Uh, among Sopranos fans for reasons we will mm-hmm. discuss next week. But uh, but that's what we're doing. And uh, the, by the way, this this option is still open to any of you. If you go to patreon.com slash Algar, you can donate at that highest tier and you can pick something for us to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say uh, we will exercise a bit of discretion. Just like don't throw the worst horrible thing out there. We might say, yeah, please pick something else. Yeah, we're not going to watch porn or anything. Uh, probably not. I wouldn't watch porn with you. I'm not saying I don't watch I don't. porn, but, you know. Yeah. Probably. No, I don't. Yeah. I would prefer not to watch porn with you again. Yeah, we've, we've done it twice. Yeah, we have. We once reviewed the, uh, the Batman porn parody and once reviewed a Star Trek porn parody. Mm-hmm. Neither time did we watch the actual sex scenes. There were edits where they just showed the, yeah. the talking bits. But still, I, I think. Still, though. Yeah, that's, that's, that's enough. Thanks. All right, so that's all for this time. Um, mm-hmm. The website, as ever, postatomichorror.com. You want to write to us. We are doing a supplemental in a couple of weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. Postatomichorror uh, at Gmail. We'd love to hear from you uh, on the topic of any of the shows we've covered. Just don't get real specific because we might not remember all that. But uh, no. but broad broad strokes, our I'm memory, sure. We'll... Our memories are poor and sad. I mean, mine is. I don't want to speak for yours. Oh, it is. Trust me. Okay. Um, uh, Tumblr, poststomachor.tumblr.com. We are on Twitter mm-hmm. at Algar at Robot Matt. Please check out mm-hmm. Endeavor at ussendeavor.com. The new episode just posted this week. We're very proud of all of that. Yeah, we are. Uh, and I think that's all for this time. Yeah, see you, folks. The Post-Atomic X-Files podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2019. Please don't sue us. We are just doing this until Star Trek comes back.